So good cue to focus on with the with the jumps for plyometrics to get that short contact time. Imagine the floor is lava, so it's boiling hot, and you don't want to spend a lot of time on the ground. Otherwise, you burn your feet, so you're hitting the ground and driving off the ground nice and quick. Hello, and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Each week, I host live Q and A's where I present on a topic to help footballers and strength and conditioning coaches with practical knowledge. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel to receive a notification and never miss a live podcast. If you're a returning podcast listener and you love the show, please show support by rating the show. It goes a long way into helping us reach more listeners. Let's get into today's episode. Make sure to stick around to the very end as I provide a free AFL workout and power tip designed to give you confidence and an insight into what it takes to play AFL. Let's go. Hello and welcome to this weekly update. It's the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. My name's Jack McLean and today I'll be discussing everything you need to know in terms of AFL power training. You may have heard plyometrics before. I'll quickly explain and define those and how they're different to jump training and other power training methods where we're really working on the reactive component and the co- and the contact time. So real quickness is the key and intent to move fast is really, really important. I'll provide four, I know, five tips um, that you can take away both for high performance stuff, working with uh, young athletes and you're looking to bring in plyometric training or you're looking to polish up your plyometric uh, methods as well as for developing athletes listening in um, or mature athletes listening in that want to um, start practicing on themselves and implementing plyometric training to their weekly routine. Uh, I'll also provide a um, the key findings from our recent poll, what's more important in terms of athlete development and performing at a high level. Um, I sent out a poll last week, so it's been up for seven days on LinkedIn and our Twitter and it's really interesting to see the findings comparing the generalist approach, so playing a variety of different sports, your specialists like your Tiger Woods who focus on playing golf from a very young age, and um, it depends living it up to the followers on there's a little bit of uh, context that's obviously involved in, in different sports so that you can comment below um, on different scenarios and how maybe a surfer um, perhaps might need uh a generalist approach where maybe a sport like golf, you actually need to be quite specialized or gymnastics and start at a young age. So really interesting findings there. I'll share that and a new poll or about power development. So if you're high performance stuff, make sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, we've got some massive interviews on the podcast this week. Uh, I'll release those and then, of course, stick around for the very end. I'll provide a tip uh, where I will, I'll give you guys a workout. I actually did this workout this morning and it's all about improving your Dustin Martin fend-off ability. So um, the importance of strength training, especially being in the middle of the season, this is where the motivation's at an all-time low, but you can get a real competitive edge if you stick at it and not only do the work, but the real um, where you can really make powerful impact and make a big difference to, you, to those also playing the sport is making sure the quality, the technique, and of course your um, uh, intent and intensity is there. So I'll, I'll give you guys a free workout at the end if you want to improve your maximal strength. All right, let's get in it. And hello to everyone on TikTok. Feel free to send through your questions as well if you're tuning in live. But first tip, number one, especially for the parents listening in, consider the age of your um, child and, and, and whether you're exposing them to plyometric training at their football club or at their track and field athletics, um, wherever they're doing, if they're doing it with you at home. So make sure you consider your training age as plyometric training is intense and we don't want to make 
We want to make sure that kids aren't just following the advanced depth jumps, drop jumps, weighted um, bios uh, that they see on Instagram and TikTok straight onto their body. There's a you know, there's definitely an area where you want to be consulted, professional strength conditioning coach, ideally, or someone who's experienced working with athletic development, uh, and and have a guide and make sure that you're periodizing the exercise that you're exposing young athletes to. So that's number number one. Consider your training age. How long have you training? How um, we want to make sure we've got really competent movement patterns. Um, so if you haven't you know, mastered things like the squat, uh, deadlift, bench press, and chin-ups, your, your fundamental movement patterns, and you haven't got good stiffness throughout the whole chain, um, that we don't want to be adding in really advanced uh, plyometrics. Um, equally, if you've never done any jumping training before or you've never done low-level bios like a um, simple pogo um, jump, then we want to make sure we're getting those movements in before going straight to the the uh, sexy, fancy stuff that you see on Instagram and and, uh, and on TikTok. Number two, consider your body mass. So really important for your big ruckman, your centre-half forwards, your centre-half backs. You're probably not going to do as, as many contact times as your speed forwards, your lighter weight athletes, your, your outside mids. Okay, so we want to make consider how heavy the athlete is that you're giving them. Um, some tips around that, you might just simply stick to double leg movements for your bigger athletes or you might put them on a gymnastics mat to um, reduce the amount of force going through the body um, and that will not only um, allow the athlete to actually have quick contact times but making it a little bit easier for the athlete but also um, it will look after their joints, um, particularly their feet, knees um, and lower back. So we want to make sure that you're looking after the athletes and they consist, you know, sustain a consistent effort on a weekly basis. So. Consider how heavy the athlete is and that will dictate hopefully your exercise selection um, as well as the surface that you're getting that athlete to do. So typically you want to have a softer surface for those bigger athletes um, to look after their bodies. Um, but also you might use bands, for example, um, where they're spending too much time on the ground when you're doing your, your traditional body weight movements. So you reduce some body weight, give them some elastic energy from the power band by doing some overspeed uh, exercises. A uh, simple one that I love to use for vertical jump so for your ruckman is strap the uh, big blue or red two red bands around the rig pull it right down so it's on tension and do a counter movement jump and we're working on jumping as high as you can as quick as you can that's just an example we've got heaps if you subscribe to our youtube channel and go to our power playlist there's heaps of overspeed exercises that you can follow there number three know your limitations from a medical point of view so if you've got any achilles issues um, and you're at the sort of a later stage of your career and you're all about trying to sustain and play, uh, you know, try and prolong, sorry, not sustain, but prolong your career as long as you can. Um, plyometrics might not be for you or, or sticking to really simple plyometrics that you know are good for your ankle and foot, particularly around the Achilles. We know that being in that dorsiflexion um, position under high, high force and rapid force um, can irritate the tendon. So things like your foot health your, um, as well as your ankle complex, um, you might want to be smart about selecting movements where you can keep a relatively – um, straight shin angle so you're not getting a um, huge amount of dorsiflexion and putting that shear force on the on the achilles so consider where you're at uh, obviously that once you're above the age of 30 uh, it's all about trying to um, prolong your career um, feel good make sure you're getting in what you need to build resilience of course with hard training but you don't want to tip yourself over the edge um, so being smart um, with your exercise selection so that for the older athletes might be a similar approach to our developing athletes where you keep the movement patterns simple Things like um, a, a hurdle jump where you're working over short uh, hurdles 
and you're working on those quick contact times um, and doing that instead of things like a depth jump or drop jumps or single unilateral um, jumps where you apply metric jumps like uh, speed bounce. When to do them. So if we're in season, which most of you listening to this will be, um, make sure that you're doing it uh, at least 72 hours after the game because we know that your nervous system um, from the research will be still recovering at that point. And to elicit uh, a proper stimulus from plyometric training, we want to make sure um, that you're able to execute every rep at a high level uh, and at super, super fast speed. So if you're uh, still fatigued and recovered from the game, which you know can take up to 72 hours for most AFL athletes, um, then you're not really getting bang for buck. And also you're probably putting yourself at risk of uh, potentially uh, getting overload type injuries. So if we get the best of both worlds, we look after the body, we do really well, we'll recovery early in the week, and you might do it before your main training session later in the week to prime for that training session. Uh, and then get another dose of them perhaps the day before a game for a, for a true prime session, nearly doing like two sets of three, but they're done at high intensity, super explosive uh, exercises that I love to do in that scenario for the upper body. Could be some plyo push-ups or it could be um, a partner standing on top of a box, dropping a med ball and um, you're catching it and releasing it and throwing it as high as you can and doing some rotational throws. Um, doesn't have to be reactive, but just work on your explosive power. Uh, and then doing maybe some two sets of three broad jumps where you're jumping like kangaroo, you're rebounding out in front and working on uh, quickness. So good cue to focus on with the with the jumps for plyometrics to get that short contact time. Imagine the floor is lava. So it's boiling hot and you don't want to spend a lot of time on the ground. Otherwise, you'd burn your feet. So you're hitting the ground and driving off the ground nice and quick. Um so that's number four, knowing when to do them typically later in the weekend season. Obviously, if you're in pre-season, you could do them. You could microdose them across the whole week. Uh, you might have three main sessions in pre-season, so you could do a little bit of them uh, throughout each session. You might have a vertical focus where we're jumping up towards the sky. You might on one session and you might pick some exercises like a med ball overhead throw, toss and throw, so catch and release, um, box jumps or um, squat jumps, where, or jumps where you're hitting the ground and driving straight back up. Uh, and then on your other main training session, you might have more horizontal focus to focus things on like projecting forward to help your acceleration. Um, so med ball throw with the partner out in front, um, and you can pair that with a, um, like I used, we used before, a broad jump or single leg bounds where you're jumping out in front as far as you can, as quick as you can in a single leg. And then on the last session of the week, you might have more of a lateral focus. So doing some lateral drives where you're jumping out to the side, dropping to your right side, hitting the ground and driving back over to your left on one leg. Um, so those lateral drives can be really good um, to work on your more power cutting, change of direction technique. And then you might have some lateral med ball throws well where a partner throws it to you, you're facing side on, you catch it and rotate your hips and throw it back to them. Um, so you can do it that way. Uh, obviously, you could do a little bit of each one as well. Um, so you could do a horizontal, vertical and lateral and do that maybe at bookend of the week, do all three of them on, on your Monday and then do all three of them on your Saturday or your Friday and then have a more of a strength focus in the middle of the week. So there's many different ways you can do it. Um, but that's number four in terms of pre-season, in-season, when to do them. Last tip, number five, and probably the most important tip of all is make sure that your intent is to move as fast as possible. Typically, um, footballers will continually want to put, do the work and get and because it's an endurance sport typically being such a long game um, you apply your conditioning mindset to your power training and that's um, 
the complete opposite that we want to try and approach from a mindset point of view. Rather than just grinding out at work, we actually want to rest as long as you know as as you can tolerate in the time that your schedule allows, so you can get uh, you know rest periods really low intensity, so you can get high quality technique and execution. So your the force that the direction is is going both from your running point of view, you're putting force into the ground in the right direction, but also with your throws are at an optimum. So the force is going in the right direction, but also the speed you able to produce the being able to rapidly produce that force uh, is done at a really quick rate, and that's what's going to improve your explosive power. Okay, so less is more. Rest as long as you can tolerate, uh, and that, and then when you, it's your time to go, really flip that switch and bring maximum intensity to every rep. That's critical. So intent to move fast is the number one tip out of all those five, I would say. If you have any questions, make sure to hit us up. This week's poll actually is going to be on this very topic. So I'm going to produce a, a poll for all the high-performance coaches, strength and conditioning coaches. It'd be great to contribute as well as athletes as well. Um, the new poll this week is going to be what's most important for power development, the exercise selection, the intent, the load, so is it body weight, is it percentage of if you're doing weighted work like trap bar jumps, the percentage you're doing it at, uh, the reps and the volume, or is it rest periods out of those four? What do you think is most important? Obviously, a little bit of everything is most important for the best, but I'd love to know what you think is the most important thing for power development. So pick one. Um, the findings for this recent poll for um, high performance and athlete development was um, pretty convincing. They were, the specialists got 25%. So 25% people on the poll thought that um, playing a, a one sport and specializing in that from a young age will see up for uh, on-field success. Variety was the strongest for 70%. So having that generous approach, exposing young athletes to as many different sporting demands as, you, as possible. And then it depends was only 5% with knowing commenting exactly what context they met and what it depends. So um, we'll leave that in there. Really loving these polls, loving the findings. Quite interesting to see w- which way it swings. So make sure to jump onto our LinkedIn and our Twitter to contribute to this week's poll. Shout out to our podcast for this week. We have Lee Edgar on Wednesday. That will be a, fa- that's a fantastic episode. I uh, ran that interview last week. Uh, and it's all about a multifaceted approach to high-performance training, so make sure to tune in this Wednesday. Our two live episodes with Scott Goldman, 9am, that he's the sports uh, performance psychologist for the Golden State Warriors. That'll be a fantastic episode. Make sure to tune in live for that one and send in your questions. And our second one will be Jacob Jennings, who's a sports scientist. He's also doing his PhD, uh, and he's at the Brisbane Broncos. That'll be 3pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. And then our bite-sized episodes with Anthony Kudafiz. So if you love your football, You'll love that episode and, and make sure to listen to the whole episode if you if you enjoy the bite size. As I promised, we've got our, our workout for this week to improve your fend-off strength, and that is a workout where you do a pin press, where essentially you're either lying on the ground and doing a floor press, or if you've got the big safety arms, you set that up in the rig. should be about two-fifths distance from your chest to where the bar is set up, and you start the bar... Um, at a halfway point and you just work on your concentric power. So you should be able to lift at least 10 to 20% heavier than your normal bench press. So if you're a 100 kilo bencher, um, then you'd be able to do 110 to 120 kilos on the pin press. So make sure you're lifting really heavy. I would advise doing you know anywhere between four to six sets of cluster reps where you do three reps at that high intensity at good quality. Give yourself 30 seconds to a minute, then do another three. So it's a great way to get in quality exposure. That's 36 reps at high intensity. I superseted that with a seated row 
a moderate weight, I plateaued the weights, so the weight was the same the whole time, good opportunity to do a push-pull and get that antagonist and antagonist effect where, where by working on the opposite muscle groups, it really enhances your performance on both movements. So they work well together, a push-pull in that horizontal fashion. Then you've got your bench press after that, and I find that the pin press, because I've worked so heavy, I'm at my bench press performance actually is up after I do my pin press first, and then the athletes that I work with that is the same. So um, try that out. So you go your full range bench press now and I, and work up to a heavy set of five. If that takes you four reps, uh, four sets, sorry, um, go for four sets. If it takes you five sets, go for five sets. So whatever you've got left in the tank, get a heavy five. You could do a heavy four, you could do a heavy three, no less than threes typically. And then I superset that with weighted pull-ups. So overarm group, plateaued the weight as well. Um, you're not quite getting that horizontal to vertical, but I just wanted to get my chin-ups in for the, my weighted chin-ups in for the week. Um, so I did that, and then that was for five um, reps every time the weight was the same. So I just did 10 kilos for that this week. Uh, and then my third superset was just a simple push press, lightweight, 50%, really working on good speed. And I did that with neutral grip chin-ups, um, did four sets of six. So try that workout out. It's a really good one, it's high quality. Um, you're not getting a lot of fatigue from it. It should prime you up as well as improve your fend-off ability. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, and I'll see you guys next week. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach, and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content. Learn who the guests are in advance, and submit questions. Access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like A Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts and freebies and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making the Prepare Like A Pro community possible and just for $5 a week, you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. There's no lock-in and you can cancel absolutely any time.